I'm Ren Young. And I'm Katrina Vargas. And this this is That Other F Word. Katrina! Where are are you? You have been erased. I cannot see you. (gasps) I'm here, I swear. (laughs) I think. Have you you been erased? Apparently. (laughs) Have I been erased? Can you see me? Apparently, you have been erased and I cannot see you. Oh, gosh. I hate being erased. Me too. It's the worst. It is the worst. For those of you who don't know, on day one, our new President Biden signed an executive order on, quote, preventing and combating discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. Or in other words, as a hashtag has been going around, that has been going around, said Biden erased women. So if all of a sudden you were like looking, you know, in your kitchen for the wife that was supposed to be like making you a sandwich or something and you couldn't see her, it's because she's been erased. <laughs> Apparently by Biden. Yeah. We didn't I mean, and who thought? I mean, he was, he a seems lot. like such a progressive, but just to like race women on day one. Yeah. So in what way, how did, let's talk about how did he erase us? What, ha- what did he do on that day one? Well, I think, I think what you and I would say is, um, he did not, that's no, not pretty, a thing that happened sure we're <laughs> right here talking and still women. It's fine. I see you in your super dark living room. I, we're still in the Arctic circle. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's bad. So what we're talking about is a, an executive order that basically the goal of it was to prevent discrimination based on sex and gender. And so what that means is in addition to protecting women's rights, it's also protecting the rights of trans people, both trans men and trans women. So before we get into this, I just kind of want to give like a little primer because I I do think that unless you are a trans person, you know, closely associated with a trans person or someone who is for lack of a better word, very woke, <laughs> you probably don't sit around thinking about trans issues a lot. Right. And, and that's okay, but that's what we're going to talk about today. So there is, this is very crucial to understanding uh, thing we're going to talk about today. There's a difference between sex and gender. Okay. And when we say sex, we're not talking about hanky panky. What we're talking about is the, your, your biology at birth. Right. So Sex refers to biology. Gender is kind of a social construct, right? And we don't mean that in, I, I guess I don't mean that in like a, it's fake and it doesn't exist. What I'm saying is gender is something that we as a culture kind of come up with for ourselves, right? And in different parts of the world and at different times, gender looks different. And that's not something that you could actually, I mean, you can argue with anything, but that's just true right? There's matriarchal societies, patriarchal societies. You know, at one time it was more normal for men to wear high heels and makeup and wigs than women. Okay. Even in our own country. So gender is something that we kind of share as a culture and construct together. Yeah. That was a great way to explain that, by the way. Thank you so much. It's also important. Oh, by the way, what you heard right there was a compliment. Obviously, Mitch is not here. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't. We love him. He has a headache. And so we'll, we'll see next week. But um, it's also important to say that 
you know, this word sex gets convoluted a lot because we do think about sexuality when we use that word, right? Yeah. And yeah. when we talk about transgender people and LGBT, they're all kind of lumped in together. Um, but, you know, the LGB part of that um, is about sexuality. It's about who you want to be getting it on with, right? Yep. Um, the T, transgender, has nothing to do with that. Um, who you are sexually attracted to has kind of nothing to do with how you identify as your gender. That's right. So somebody could be, well, we'll get to that at the end. Okay. Yeah. Tra- so if we're saying someone is a trans man, that means that they were born biologically female, but they identify as male. Correct. Okay. Yep. Trans women were born biologically male, but identify as women. Um, you can be a trans woman and identify as a lesbian. That's right. So that means you were born biologically a male, your gender identity is female, and you're attracted to female, so you are both a trans female and a lesbian. Correct. And I know that all of this could seem really confusing. I even had to stop and think as I was like going through that sentence and I wrote that sentence. So <laughs> I get it. It's well, okay to- We also want to represent it properly. So, right. you know, as well as best we can as cis women, um, yes. we can explain that too. It's okay to feel like you don't understand it. It's okay to be like uncomfortable with it it's okay like what's not whatever you're feeling is like shitty and judgmental quite frankly well and you don't have to like have taken a class on this to not be a jerk about it right right. like you don't have to you know I had a friend who like suddenly started going by a different name right and it was kind of difficult for me at the time because I've known this person for many years going by a different name and it was like she started going by a nickname it wasn't like she started going by Cholula and her name was Sarah right it was just like it was it was a small change but it was difficult for me because I had known her for a long time well that's even like if I I mean I'm not gonna if you said to me one day I want to be Catherine I'd be like right it'd be hard but but she I kept I kept accidentally introducing her by the old name yeah and I said, you know, I'm really sorry. And she was like, yeah, it's okay. But just, this is what I want to be called. So do it. If you could just do that. And I was like, yeah, that that's what you do when you're a good friend. <laughs> right. It's not about you. Get over it. It's not it. about me. Yeah. Right. And But it also like, it wasn't like Rin's the worst and disrespectful because she made an error. Right. Like, right. I think we need to make space for everybody in this conversation and just don't be a jerk. Well, some people do that though. They do do it on purpose. That's not acceptable. So, <laughs> and it's, and it is why we talk about that in other things and like why Alicia, for instance, insists on being called doctor. Yes. Um, it's because people specifically will not use it because they don't think she somehow deserves it. It's, it's the same idea. A lot of people are like, well, I don't agree with that. So I'm not doing that. Well, I don't really get a say. It's your name. It's the way, or whatever it is, your the way you feel, is, is absolutely yours. Yeah, and I don't get to be shitty to you about it. We don't get to we don't get to 
trying to help people identify and just just be a respectful person. Right, right. Right. You don't have to have taken a full class and understand every bit of this to be a respectful, decent human being. Yeah, you don't even have to like it or agree with it. Agree with it. Don't be a dick. Right. <laughs> just don't be a dick. We say all right. that all the time, by the way, here. <laughs> so I'm gonna read, of course, it was a long executive order. I'm not that long <laughs> compared to like bills they go through Congress, but I'm just gonna read you the first part of the policy. Um, so Every person should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear, no matter who they are or whom they love. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Adults should be able to earn a living and pursue a vocation knowing that they will not be fired, demoted, or mistreated because of whom they go home to or because of how they dress to conform to sex-based stereotypes. People should be able to access healthcare and secure a roof over their heads without being subject to sex discrimination. All persons should receive equal treatment under the law, no matter their gender identity or sexual orientation. Yes. <laughs> Correct. And we'll, we can address some of the specific concerns in there uh, later, but first, the, the term that's been coming to the service, you might be surprised to learn um, that a lot of the people that object to trans rights are actually feminists. Um, it's, and that's more prominent. I, my understanding is over in like the UK, like in the UK, it's a very thing. And I think over here, like the woman, the women's rights struggle is so like ongoing, uh, <laughs> that we kind of like, s- sometimes are like a grudging coalition of minorities. Right. Um, especially I think in the LGBTQ world, like, I think there's a lot of like, there's like discrimination even inside that world. Right. 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 Um, uh, neither of us being in that world, it's not super ours to talk about, I guess, but um, it's interesting to me that any feminist would have this issue, but there's a specific we, term. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't we are in the feminist group and we yeah. don't agree necessarily like with this kind of thing. So we can talk to that, of course. So the word for these feminists is TERF, and that stands for Trans Exclusionary Radical Feminist. So I'll say, by the way, I really hate the words exclusionary and radical. And I think that they're both a problem. Yes. I'd like to throw that out here right now. You want to put (laughs) the word exclusionary in something or radical in something, immediately I'm like, "Mm, nope, nope, I'm out. Well, and it's worth, worth saying, probably most of the people that are labeled as TERFs view it as a slur. Although, of course, I'm sure some of them are very happy to be called a TERF. But um, most of them are not into it. I will say I first came across this term in, in reference to J.K. Rowling. Um, right. So last year. But it's been around for a long time. And, you know, I got a list. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, so... Actually, these women who are labeled TERFs prefer to be called gender critical. And I think it's, again, very interesting that they are. All of this negativity, uh, like why, and this is why, why we still, why we're here and have a podcast at all, because all the negativity that is around feminism and some of it is being done by feminists. Well, it's also fantastic that they have something they would rather be called. Right. (laughs) 
we're, we've talked about labels too. It, it's a problem. All of it's a problem, to be honest with you. So gender critical feminism at its core opposes the self-definition of trans people, arguing that anyone born with a vagina is in its own oppressed sex class, while anyone born with a penis is automatically an oppressor. Not helpful. In a turf world, gender is a system that exists solely to oppress women, which it does through the imposition of femininity on those assigned female at birth. Online roots of the term TERF originated in the late 2000s, but grew out of 1970s radical feminist circles after it became apparent that there needed to be a term to separate radical feminists, uh, after it became apparent that there needed to be a term to separate radical feminists who support trans women and those who don't. In the early 70s, groups of these feminists threatened violence against many trans women who dared exist in women's and lesbian spaces. Many anti-trans feminists today claim it's a slur despite what may see as an accurate description of their beliefs. In the past several years, turfism has found new life and fostered fertile recruiting ground in many online spaces. The trans people experienced a dramatic increase in visibility with the rise of trans actress Laverne Cox and Caitlyn Jenner's headlining grabbing, headline grabbing transition. That visibility has resulted in a growing cultural backlash. Whew. Anti-trans feminists think they have science on their side, uh, but most of their rhetoric rhetoric is actually ascientific. Um, what they basically say is biology isn't bigotry, but we're not talking about biology actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but also science has been used uh, to justify discrimination for a long time. You know, we're talking about like slavery and eugenics and all of this business. Um, Though it's got its start in the 70s, the ideolo uh, ideology of turfism has largely fallen out of favor as the country's mainstream feminist movement, we're talking about the US, uh, has, has largely fallen out of favor as the country's mainstream feminist movement has continually battled against the religious right for abortion ac access and LGBTQ rights. In a country where political coalitions on the feminist left are crucial to the survival of basic women's rights, it doesn't make much sense to spend time oppressing a tiny population who are otherwise valuable allies. That's, that's the part that, so for me, I, I kind of get where this is coming from, right? So because of, as women, we've talked about how very little we've been respected and how much we've had to create our space, right? And so sure. having somebody come in and threaten that space that we've fought so hard for, I, I can kind of get right up until this person is our ally, this person for the rest of the world is the same as us. Right. And so what a stupid thing to me for us to shut out allies just because they're not exactly the same as us. Even so that, I mean, that's like us, it's the feminists that hate men that we have a problem with too, right? Um, right. If we have male feminists, that's just another ally for us. It's not our enemy. This is a great, great ally for us as feminists to have men, right? It also reminds me a lot of um, white suffragists back in the day. Yes, exactly. It's kind of the new wave of that yep. Um, yep. because what they did was they shut out black women and they fought against uh, black men getting the right to vote. Right. Because they were sure that when black men got the right to vote that it would take even longer for them, their little white lady selves to get the right to vote. Yeah. And so nobody else was important and they were willing to take allies and 
uh, throw them under the bus, basically. Right. That's it. Yeah. That is a good, absolutely yeah. good parallel. And I think it's actually really for these women who, you know, are supposed to be progressive and fighting for rights. It's very regressive. Yeah. You know, I, it's astounding to me. It's, it's crazy to me that when you're complaining about being pushed down and held out of a room that, you know, you wouldn't think that a rising tide lifts all boats, right? There's like <laughs> equal means equal guys. And like I said, you know, you don't have to understand all of this, but like, I think people come from a lot, like a huge lack of uh, education on this topic. And I will say there's one issue that really, when I was doing a lot of research after all the JK Rowling business, and I, I'm assuming that everybody knows what that is, but you may not. Um, JK Rowling has come out with a lot of tweets and an essay and has been called a turf, um, which is shocking to a lot of people because especially in the LGBT community, the messages in the Harry Potter books of acceptance and um, the importance of choice instead of what you were born into mm-hmm. um, is, was inspirational. And so, you know, you've got a lot of people in the LGBT community or people who are allies who have tattoos that they're getting removed and, you know, they're getting rid of their books. And it's heartbreaking for a lot of people who found such comfort in her work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when I was researching, I came across um, a YouTube channel of someone who, so it's a trans man and his girlfriend, fiance actually, um, made a video kind of walking people through her essay. And it was really enlightening to me. And the biggest thing that I learned from that is that, you know, all of this anti-trans rhetoric, what it says is that trans people want to ignore biology. And that's actually not true. I mean, for every, for everything you say, you could find an exception, I'm sure. But for the most part, trans people acknowledge that they were born biologically one way and they're not trying to pretend that they weren't they're just saying that gender is also a separate thing and I just don't see how someone identifying as a woman takes anything away from me or you as a woman they don't and so you know you and I um obviously guys who are listening we have a lot of free talk (laughs) and it usually has nothing to do with what we're about to record um, we just kind of catch up and everything. And one of the things we talked about was um, being able to be great, grateful and find gratitude. And we got to understand, even as women, all of our struggle, all of our fight, all of the inequity that we have suffered and do constantly, continually suffer. Imagine if now you're also trans trying to fit into this world. Okay. Um, we get to just have been born the way we were meant to be born. Right. And we find that hard. Some of it is kind of perspective, right? Like we need to find the gratitude in that instead of being so like so down on somebody who's who's really trying to find their place in the world and trying to make it right, try to make right what they felt was wrong. Do you know what I mean? And so like then they're gonna so they're coming up against everybody, including people who should be their allies. And we want to talk about how our rights are being further less like 
And it's, it's worth saying that groups like the, I, I believe they're called the Women's Liberation Front, um, who are very anti-trans, but are also feminist organizations, reach across the aisle and work with organizations that are actively trying to uh, push uh, pro-life, pro-life legislation to work against trans people. So this isn't just living in t- on Twitter on the internet. Like this is real life. These organizations aren't kidding around. Right. <laughs> You're working against trans people and in the name of feminism. And I am not okay with that. I'm, I'm definitely not okay with that. As a feminist, definitely not okay. I mean, we are, we've talked about this before, you know, our firm, form of feminism is that we all have the same opportunities. Like we're all treated equally. So that's not different for people. I, how does that, I don't know how, like I said, I did, I do understand the whole, I think that it's being, it's hard because we fought so hard for this space, but I don't see how they possibly, this group, you know, collated that. How did we? We're also on the wrong side of history, right? Science, they claim science backs them up. It doesn't. Um, and it's really, to me, what I think of when I look at this is it's like the new gay rights movement, right? Which T, the T kind of gets clumped in with the LGB stuff, like we said, right? but really it's its own thing. And I think that, you know, there was a time when it was okay to be shitty to black people, right? Or people of color. And I mean, we're kind of having a resurgence of that now, but, uh, <laughs> but there was a time when it was widely socially acceptable, right? For, you know, created bathrooms, right? There was a time when it was okay to be openly hostile to people of a different sexuality. And I think that, you know, people used like the Bible and science and all kinds of things to try to justify their actions. They also used a lack of understanding when it comes to sexuality, right? So I just, I don't understand how somebody could be gay. And uh, so I don't accept that. They're just right. making it up. Um, and so I think that that's kind of what the trans issues are right now. We don't like it. We don't understand it. So we're going to be against it. Well, and you even see jokes about it, like less so now than like back in the nineties and stuff, but you see jokes about it in movies and TV shows and it's kind of okay for them to be the butt of the joke. Yeah. I, I just don't see how, you know, if, if another woman walks in, I, I don't know if anybody in my office is trans or not. I quite frankly, don't care. <laughs> like, well, so and sometimes we're all, the, we're all on the board. If we're all in the conference room talking and it's all the women, it's all the women. Like I don't, would it- well, let's talk, let's talk about some of the specific concerns people have. So they, they were kind of listed there, like in the, in the policy, but a lot of the things you hear about are bathrooms and locker rooms. Um, and another issue is sports. So first, well, and I think the last issue that I hear a lot about is um, the danger of people transitioning when that's not the best thing for them. Yeah. Well, so let's mean- take it one at a time. Well, so the whole, the, the transition one, because, so a, a good friend of mine who used to work in um, early childhood behavior and everything, um, because I never, th- I never thought anything was wrong with being transgender or transitioning. I have a friend who 
who transitioned and um before he transitioned he's who he was and now he's who he is now like i they're two different people in my mind and so it's not been very difficult for me um he did transition as an adult so when my friend who did this early childhood behavior thing brought this up we were having this conversation nice respectful conversation on two different sides of it she said i do have a problem with them transitioning young because it can be a form of body dysmorphia which is a psychological problem not a biology not a and i guess some people argue that this all these things and again i'm not trans and i don't understand all the little um all the little um nuances to it or facts about it but it did make sense speaking about it from a minor's perspective and 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 transition you know so many of us don't feel right in our skin especially young when we're trying to come into our own to transition to a whole nother sex could be i would argue that no one feels at home in their skin <laughs> right and so that right and so that was kind of her point on you know, it's like, it's, it, it might be f- to actually transition. And so of course though, the long-term effects, they're better off if they transition younger, because then we can start building toward what, you know. So I think that that is a super valid concern. And I think, you know, JK Rowling even brings that up in her essay about how, you know, she didn't like being a woman when she was younger. Her father had made it very clear that he would have preferred a son. And she thinks that had she been given the option, she might have tried to um, transition. transition instead of working through the issues she needed to work through. But what I learned from that video, um, which we will share, is that it's not like somebody's like, you know, I really want to transition because I've got these issues that I don't understand, right? And then they go into a clinic and it just happens as if they're getting a Botox treatment. Right. This takes years, by the way, all of this process. Yeah. If you don't really realize it, like you said, Ren, it's not something that you go in, you tell your doctor, oh, by the way, I'm going to transition. No, you have to go through multiple therapists and um, different kinds of therapists and offices. And there's all kinds of preparation mentally and physically for this change. And um, also expensive. It's not. <laughs> that's right. And, and so you know, this isn't something that people go into lightly, but and it's, there's also like all different level. Like, I mean, right. this is not something you and I should like get too into because we're probably not qualified to be talking to right. as experts about it. Um, but there's like all different levels of transit. Like there's different levels of transitioning and different right. methods. And, and it's, it's not something that a teenager could just stumble into. No. And there are things that, you know, my friend whose mother died of cancer, female reproductive cancer. This is something he has to tell his doctors because he is a direct, he can, he could basically die of the same female reproductive cancer. Okay. Because genetically it's in his DNA, it's in his body. Okay. And, and trans people and their doctors, generally speaking, because once again, you could find an exception for every statement anyone ever makes. But th- when they have these conversations, they talk about it, acknowledging someone's, how they were born biologically. Well, and that's why, because of certain health issues, 
it does matter what, how you yeah. were born biologically, what parts you were born with is those parts could then become detrimental to you. Okay. But that's also why we need to be accepting and be able to allow trans patients to have candid conversations with their doctor. You know, when he walks in and presents male and he is male, but he has ovaries, we need to be able to say, oh, okay, cool. Like, let's check out your ovaries and make sure they're healthy. So let's talk about bathrooms and locker rooms. Okay. So I think we go the European way, personally, like in France, when Donnie and I went 15 years ago, the bathrooms are unisex, multiple stalls, instead of, you don't just don't have urinals, you have stalls, everybody goes in and you wash your hands next to whomever you're washing your hands next to. So a few, a few things, first of all, there's unisex bathrooms in every home in America, uh, <laughs> but also, but like, we, like, at least when I have been to public places and that has been zero recently because of coronavirus, <laughs> but in the past, and I assume it's still the same, there was not a, a magic force field that kept out people of the opposite gender or, or sex. Uh, okay. <laughs> Funny story that just happened to me. We were heading back from Nashville. Um, we had seen our friends. We had just gone they were staying in a house. We stayed with them for a couple of days and we were driving back. We had to go to the bathroom and we stopped and there was a woman waiting outside of the men's room. And I said, Oh, is there a line? She goes, Oh no, I'm waiting for my son. And then a girl walked into the women's bathroom and promptly walks back out and goes, Oh, I must've been in the wrong. And then she looks and she's like, wait a minute. And she turns to me, she goes, there's a guy peeing in there. And I was like, so I, and there is a, when I walk into the ladies' room in a stall, door open, whizzing. And I'm like, all right. And I went to the stall next to him and I peed also because I had to pee. I, I believe he had to pee and obviously the men's room had been, you know, it was full. So, so I think the concern is that, like, you know, I saw this thing with Mike Huckabee talking. The concern is that there's going to be a little... <laughs> in the video they showed a little blonde white girl is going to walk into a bathroom and then a guy dressed like an angry trucker who claims to be a woman is going to walk into the bathroom and then molest the little girl first of all most minors aren't allowed in bathrooms by themselves by their parents because they're worried about it in general that's why um, you'll often find dads and uh like you'll find kids and parents in of opposite genders in one bathroom or the yes because i'm i'm not letting my kid out of my sight it's not i don't care who's peeing next to him it's because i'm not physically letting my child out of my sight in a public place oh no um, i peed Ooh. next to that dude just fine and so then i said to donnie i said this guy was peeing and the door was open everything he goes well if i had to pee really bad and i had to go into the women's room that's exactly what i would do so that everybody knew exactly what i was doing in there that and I'm like, sense. I mean, I was not overly concerned. The guy clearly was not in there for malintent. He had to tinkle just like I had to tinkle. And I just assumed him doing it in there than on the side of the building where everybody could see. I mean, here's, yeah, here's the other thing. If, if someone's going to wander into a, like it's illegal to molest a child, whether you're claiming to be yes. male, female, dragon, dog, uh, porcupine. Anything. 
Yes. Right. <laughs> it is a it is illegal, no matter how you identify or were born, all of it. Um, and there is nothing keeping an angry truck driver. I don't know why I'm ragging on truck drivers right now, by the way. <laughs> that's that's what the guy looked like to they me. He literally did nothing to you. <laughs> My but, uncle's actually a truck driver. They're fine. Like, they're but great. that's what the guy looked like in the video. Yes. There's nothing keeping him like whatever he identifies as there's nothing keeping him out of there anyway. Right. And, and trans people just like gay people are not automatically pedophiles or sexual assaulters. That's the whole thing that really pisses me off that I could get into a seven hour discussion on, you know, also let's, let's, let's throw this out there, you know, men and women, guess what? Every single person of the opposite sex does not find you attractive. Therefore gay people don't always think just because they're you're a dude and he's a dude and he's gay does not mean he likes you. I don't find you attractive. Why the fuck would he? Not everybody wants to assault you all the time. Exactly. <laughs> everybody everybody get the fuck you. over yourself. Right. And you're like one of these people. You're you know I'm always like I'm never gonna be assaulted. You can go fuck yourself. I'm gonna fight you. You're like you're a lot more like okay like being cautious. I got my keys in my hand. I'm very alert. And even you're not overly concerned. You're going to be assaulted by a woman dressed as a truck driver. I don't know. Like, no. Well, and, and if we're talking about like, so if someone actually is trans, right. And they present that way in public, they present the way they identify, which by the way, someone can be trans and present however they want. Right. I have seen pictures of trans people. Like there was a guy in a John Oliver video who was like, it was a trans man and he was wearing like a big cowboy hat. He looked, as John Oliver said, like he belonged on a, a bottle of beer on like a label. Yeah. But because of the law, he had to be in the women's restroom. That would be worse. That, than, right. Want, or we want someone who presents as female in the men's room. I just think, how are we? So here's the problem. How exactly are we going to enforce this? Do I have to show my... Well, and also, by the way, trans people can have vaginas and penises, by the way. Um, that's a whole thing. You should look into the surgery. Erica Badu's son actually is has transitioned and talks about it. If you would like to read about, he actually goes into the surgery quite a bit, like talks about it. And you can look up how these surgeries are performed. How are you... How exactly are we going to determine this and and enforce it? That's what I'd like to know. So all you anti this, how are you going? If I showed you my vagina, my vagina could be a constructed vagina. Right. And if I have to show you my vagina to go into the women's restroom, I'm going to be very unhappy, by the way. I'm going to fucking piss on you because I probably don't have time for this bullshit. Like, well, and there have been cases of cis women. So cis means that that's how you were both biologically born and how you identify. There have been cases, so Katrina and I are cis women. There have been cases of cis women who like have been questioned or like there was even a woman who was taking estrogen pills probably because she was menopausal and she didn't have jail because they were just sure that she was a trans woman. Like, right. So this is, this is the lunacy guys. Right. This is all fun and games, but I'd like to know how you're going to enforce it. So let's start so, with that. If you can give me a a good valid way to enforce it, let's go. (laughs) The last one that I think is the one that you and I actually have like, well, we think we should like talk about it a little bit is sports, right? So, because I do think that, first of all, 
pretty much anybody could beat me in any sport of their choosing as Katrina could attest to. But, you know, we do have situations where, and, and I don't, somebody is like, you know what, I'm going to wrestle as a woman. You know what, I'm going to play basketball as a woman because I really want to rack up points. But. Right. That's not it. Like, but where do they yeah. play then? Right. Okay. Right. So I, I haven't figured this out as a former athlete has a girl who played on boys sports. Um, it was allowed because I was inferior um, in my stature and ability, right? That was determined. I out, I outplayed many of my counterparts. I, I outswam many of my counterparts, but you know, in general, a biological man is a lot bigger and stronger than a biological woman. I mean, it, it, it's usually, that's not always the case. I'm not saying that's a hundred percent, but it, it's kind of, it's kind of a, a thing. Um, that doesn't mean we can't excel or do just fine. I Unless just, you are just untalented. Like right. <laughs> I just, I don't, you're not untalented. You have all the, a lot of other talents. I don't know how to, how to make it. The thing is, so as a woman, I was allowed to play boys sports, right? Or men's sports. Then I, I don't know. Do trans women then just play men's sports? Because we're, we're, we're worried about how, how much they have an advantage over. And it's, so it, it's, it, it's detrimental to me. So like, if I'm an Olympian and I'm competing against a man, you know, I, I can't be as strong as, then I'm at a disadvantage. And does that, you know, but does it, is it the same thing we've always said about men getting over the fact that uh, women and other races are in, like, do you just have to swim harder, right? Like you're in the big pool, right? So now I've got a guy who's competing against me. Do I just, do I be better? Um, that's, that's what Shane says. He was like, cause you kind of can't have it both ways. You can't be a, a hard advocate for like trans rights and then be like, but not basketball. But then, <laughs> but then should we not allow then women to play men's professional sports? Right. Wasn't there that's, recently like an article, like I think I saw like there was a young woman who was playing on her high school football team and just got like terribly mistreated but anyway we got the Van- not even by the other football players that i'm aware of but just by like no, vanderbilt had a female kicker like this mm-hmm. last season i just because i can't i don't know i don't know how i feel about it i don't i think that if i had a team- well i guess since we don't know we should just get really upset deny right. everyone their rights and be a jerk right right i, mean, I think it obviously that's not it and i just as a I guess because I was the athlete, the kind of athlete I was, was never going to be on a Wheaties box. I was never going to be in the Olympics. I would have rather my friends and teammates had participated where they were comfortable more than I wanted to win. And I was really competitive, but I would have never wanted to win at the detriment of somebody else's well-being. right? Now, again, though, is the solution then let women play professional sports. We don't get to play men's sports. Like there are no women in the NFL or the NBA. We have the WNBA and there's no football equivalent for women. Can we just not play men's sports? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because of who I am as a person, I only care as far as other people's feelings. 
Um. <laughs> my, so it, this has been my thing with the military when, you know, women were not always allowed in the military, everybody. I don't know if you know that that's in recent history while you've been alive other than by the way, Ruby listens to this. So, oh my God. Um, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like, whatever. But um, <laughs> we were like alive when women weren't allowed to be in the military. And I always said a woman can die just like a man. I mean, we also, so that's another thing that Biden did was he uh, got rid of the transgender ban in the military. If you want to discriminate about who is going to fight and put their life on the line so that you can have the rights that we enjoy, I don't even want to talk to you. And and bitch about constantly. Um, Yeah, it's a lot. And so I don't, you know, I don't know that we obviously have, we have no solutions as always. Um, So here's the thing is, so here's a question that it's okay to like talk through, wrestle through. A lot of the stuff you were saying makes sense to me, Katrina. It probably depends on the situation, the sport, the individual, like it's just going to be different every time. And I think that there's probably smarter people than us that could figure something out, like a policy, like, you know, a checklist, a I mean, like, there's got to be something we just need to all be like open minded and not rush to make assumptions. Well, and we rush to exclude, exclude, exclude. We always rush to the worst possible conclusion, the worst possible result, outcome, whatever, instead of like, oh, wait, there could be a probably a reasonable solution to this. You know, and there's probably people who this is deeply personal for uh, trans and otherwise, like there are probably people that feel like opportunities have been taken away from them because of this. And, and I don't want to like make it out like that's nothing. Right. Like, but we just have to be more mindful about how well, we, we just need to be nicer. We just, I yes. mean, we literally just, we forget that people who are trans or LGBT you know, are human beings. Yeah. I mean, human being emotions. It didn't stop because they chose not even a choice. So I don't, it's not a choice. Um, It can be a choice. People who are gender fluid choose to be different things on different days. And I'm cool with that too. But like, why do, why would I be an asshole about it? Right. What is it? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't affect me. And I know that maybe because I have a job that that doesn't, but if we had a trans assistant or attorney or anything, it would not affect me in the least. In most cases, it just doesn't really affect people that much. I don't. And by the way, yeah. I failed to mention the, the crime of someone pretending to be trans uh, or claiming to be the opposite gender and using that to molest someone is basically a crime that doesn't exist right it's like it's kind of like the quote-unquote voter fraud people talk about like maybe it has happened but it's like point zero 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 one percent of the time well and let's be honest i mean if you're if i had committed a crime i would completely change my identity too and they're looking for a girl. Maybe I'll be a boy just to get away from the murder charge. I don't know. 
Like, I'm not being anti-trans. I'm just trying to stay out of prison. Like, gen, <laughs> gen pop's not for me. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just trying to stay out of jail. Like, I don't know, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, that's a whole nother issue that, like, I haven't seen come up but as much. But where people go to prison? Yeah, that it, it has a couple times. I don't know that we know about it as much. I don't know if it's hitting the news. There, there has Well, been- we don't care about criminals, so we're not going to talk about them the way we talk about well, everybody. It's just like we talk about everything. We don't care if they're criminals. We don't care if they are a marginalized population on top of already being marginalized by being LGBTQ. I'm, I'm much more concerned about the, the imaginary white blonde seven-year-old wandering into a bathroom than about actual human beings that exist in reality that yeah exactly and so once again I would like to I would I'm very much I'd love to see how many trans exclusionary radical feminists I'd like to see what their makeup is (laughs) their demographic their demographic oh you're saying they're a bunch of whiteies I think they're a bunch of (laughs) I really do. I really do. I think that they have no concept of a world outside of their beautiful bubble. And it must be nice. It must be nice to have been given everything in your little white fucking privileged life. I I, honestly, it's just like the, it's just like you had pointed it back to the original women suffragists. I think this is probably a huge, big population of privileged white girls. And it, yeah. it, it's another way that pisses me off because they're probably not really that, you know, they're, they don't have a whole lot of brown girls in their, uh, their little club. No. And there's a reason because I would say there's a lot of women who would say, well, no, because I fit into so many categories. I can't, I can't be okay with this. I've been discriminated against on multiple platforms. So I'm not going to do that now. Well, and just like, you know, like we talk about all the time, and like you mentioned at the top, like the fact that you're upset about your discrimination and instead of like taking arms with people who have a similar experience or a worse experience who you could bring up with you, you're like, no, me first. That's right. It's just not a great attitude. It isn't. It's not a good look. It's disappointing. It's so disappointing because it's like, you know, it's really easy to link arms with the people who are just like you. It's really hard to say, I'd like to come and learn about you and help you and fight for you. Yeah. And, you know, it's they're in an echo chamber like we always talk about and have a problem with. And so just think outside your little, your little bubble and you know, not everything's about you. I do have to also say, you know, I think sometimes we, and I don't mean me and you, but I mean, we as society, we get so wrapped up in gender. Mm-hmm. All right. Can you hear the dragon? Mm-hmm. Just a little. He's having a hard poop. Um. <laughs> Everybody has a hard poop every so often. <laughs> we get so wrapped up in our gender that it almost becomes like corrosive, right? Sure. Like, we're feminists are saying like we're being held back because of our gender and then like people get upset because of like the way trans people are presenting and gender fluidity like I think we all just need to like take a beat chill the fuck out it's all construct anyway uh (laughs) we all take ourselves way too seriously as a whole anyway I mean 
oh my gosh, we can just spiral into just self-pity and stuff like really. And it's, and we, and we get into this just rabbit hole that we're like, I'm just going to fight for this and I'm never going to let up and I'm never going to listen again. And it's like, what you started, and I can see where things, sometimes they start and they spiral and then you get so committed into that thought process or action that you're, you can't pull the reins at that point. And you're like, this became something more than, or I started learning more. And now it's like, oh, it's really hard to put the cats back in the bag because we've now gone way too far. And, you know, I know that I, I know in my heart that there are people, good hearted people who don't understand this. I think all you really need to know, and I, I hate this. I, I, I don't like the, the source that I'm going to use here, but Louis CK, I know he's problematic for a lot of people, but in his show had this one part where his daughter was upset that she didn't get as much dinner as her sister in her, in her mind. And what he said to her was things are never going to be fair. That's not how the world works. You should only be looking into your neighbor's bowl to make sure that they have enough right and I thought that was beautiful and so maybe worry less about how someone is presenting or whether or not they've had surgery because by the way trans people like especially celebrities like Laverne Cox they get asked all kinds of weird awkward questions about their genitalia and their private parts that nobody else would ask a cis person worry less about that stuff and things that don't matter and and are none of your business and worry about whether people around you are being treated with basic dignity and respect right that's right and that's it that's it that's as simple as it is my you know my i think i've said it before my rabbi tells a story about a bunch of you know different religious leaders getting together and them saying well we want to learn so we can respect each other and he said well if you have to learn if you have to know what i'm about to respect me then i don't want your respect we should be respecting each other immediately step one that's it. We, I don't have to know anything about you other than you're a person to respect you. Now you can lose my respect, right? With your actions. And I can gain more the more I learn, but we should always, that baseline, the baseline should always be there. It should always be with respect, with kindness. Then we can go forward in either direction, but we, we've forgotten that. We've forgotten a general respect and kindness. Yeah. And so I think that's where all of it is and it sucks. Do you have anything else you want to say on the topic? I don't think so. I think just, again, stop being buttholes. It just comes at like, as most of the things we talk about come down to this, it's just like, just don't be a jerk. Yeah. It's just have some hard. like base level humanity. <laughs> you don't have to get it. You don't have to Google it. You don't even have to think about it, but just like, don't be a jerk. Yeah. And, and it just doesn't probably affect you at all. I mean, yeah. well, and it, like, you know, I mean, people should be educated and stuff. I'm all about that. But like, if you're not gonna, and you don't have to no, and just, you don't, just to don't try not to be on the wrong side of history. Right. Think about what it's going to look like in 50 years and try to be on the right side. That's right. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Um, <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of the whole turf thing, but no, and no. I, you know, them thinking We're it's just the f- exact <laughs> part. Um, no <laughs> yeah, none of it. Um, um, yeah, no. And I don't really care if they think it's a slur. Stop. Don't be an asshole. You won't get called a slur. 
oh, are you worried about what you're being called? You have concerns about how people are referring to you? Interesting, huh? Fascinating. Different when it's on the other, the shoes on the other foot, huh? <laughs> mm, mm, mm. So there, now that we're chippy, um, yeah. in this year of nuts, do we want to be, we would take a gratitude corner here for a second? Sure. Um, the dragon will be one, one year old this week. Yep. And I'm like very excited to have gotten through the first year of his life. <laughs> he Everyone's like safe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's pooping. Everything's well. I love it. I mean. They're terrible. Like he, he, he's got a constipation problem, but what are you going to do? Like such yeah. is life. Yeah, that right. sucks because poop is always <laughs> the answer. You'd be all right. Um, yes. Well, I'm grateful always for you and our listeners. Oh. And I'm very grateful that I have perspective yes no um that i'm i have the ability to rein it in turn it around and check myself and so i think that that's that might not everybody might not possess that or at least doesn't know they possess it but i do and i'm grateful for that yes (laughs) yeah you know so i'm grateful i can find gratitude so anyway well so i guess check us out we're on that at thatotherfword.com. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram at thatotherfwordpod. Um, subscribe, like us, rate us, review us. Force someone else to listen to us against their will if necessary. <laughs> um, and uh, remember not to be a turf. And also, you do it. Feminism isn't a bad word. No. <laughs>